And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth great wonders, so that he make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many that would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small, great, rich, and poor, free, and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand, or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let them that have an understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Greetings, friends, and welcome back. To the broadcast. I'm Sean. The website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, today we're going to be doing a podcast that's a little strange, uh, stranger than normal, but probably more along the lines of what we were doing for years and years and years back in 2013, 14, 15, uh, 16. And that is, we're going to be talking a little bit about some strange things as it relates to potentially end-time prophecy. I'm going to share with you two dreams that I've had recently. Now, I typically don't make a lot out of dreams. Um, I've had one vision, which I have written about in my book, The End of Days, a 30-Day Devotional, which, by the way, we're going to be looking at two devotionals out of this today. And if you haven't picked up a copy of this or Faith, Obedience, and the End of Time, these two devotionals cover just about everything as it pertains to prophecy. And uh, I think it'll greatly bless you if you haven't checked those out already. But I'm going to share two dreams that I've had recently. Now, around that 2014-15 time frame, I was having interesting dreams often. And then it just kind of quit. And I haven't really had anything that I thought was worth taking note of until the last couple of weeks. And both of these dreams are going to seem strange. Uh, one of them I have shared with a couple of people and uh, got more laughs than I did anything taking it seriously because it is kind of silly. But I wanted to share them with you just in case there might be something to it. Uh, then we're going to look at just a couple of headlines. And then we're going to read the uh, two devotionals out of the End of Days, a 30-day devotional. Uh, it's going to be Devotional 13, Genetic Modification, Artificial Intelligence in the Last Days, and Devotional 14, The Mark of the Beast. And so, open up your hearts. Use discernment. Again, sharing dreams does not mean it's necessarily prophetic, but uh, I just found them to stick in my mind. 
So let me share those with you real quick. The first dream was a few nights ago, or this is actually the second dream I'm going to share first, was a few nights ago. Here's what happened. In the dream, I'm looking outside and I'm realizing that it's dark and it shouldn't be. And I look down at my watch and it's like 12.50 in the afternoon. And when I say dark, I don't mean like really cloudy or some mysterious darkness. I mean as in the sun hasn't risen. As in I look outside and the stars are still in the sky, but it's 12.50 in the afternoon. Very bizarre. My family and I, we go out to the backyard, but we have to kind of walk, do like this weird roundabout to a spot in the backyard. There was some kind of threat out there that I'm, I'm not sure what it was. But we get to a position in the backyard, and I'm just looking up in the sky, and I'm just like, where is, what's going on? There seems to be one star in the sky that's flashing, almost like what you would see, like a, um, think of how there's a flashing light on top of a tower or something like that, but it's, it's, it's a star, and I'm like, where's the moon? I'm not seeing the moon, and then I look up directly above me, and I'm under the impression that the moon is being hidden by a cloud, but the moon itself is also pulsating, a pulsating light. And then we decide to go back to the house, but again, we're, there's some type of threat in the backyard. I'm not sure what it is. I'm basically walking backwards as we're walking in the house to make sure that the threat doesn't approach, and we go back in the house. And that's essentially the end of the dream. The weird thing, the thing that keeps popping out to me or the thing that and by the way I the, all the details I just remember perfectly perfectly vivid dream the sun didn't rise it, it, bizarre the first dream I had was a couple of weeks ago this is the one that gets more laughs than anything because it's kind of silly but it sticks out of my mind my son and I are standing on some cliff or some hill rather and there's a road down that we can see and cars are driving down it and I see a car driving down and it's being driven by like an alien like like a gray alien like what you would see on TV just casually driving down the road and neither me or my son is like shocked or disturbed or anything just like there it is an alien driving a car down the road and in the dream I look over at my son and I say you know there's a lot of people that think that when the rapture happens that they'll blame it on the aliens and then that was the end of the dream very bizarre And maybe the whole alien dream thing is just because that's at the they're really pushing that narrative hard right now, aren't they? If you're paying any attention at all, they're really pushing that narrative. They've been conditioning people through Hollywood, through television, and all of these things for decades about this nonsense. Let me read you just a couple of headlines as it pertains to the aliens. Here's one that says, Harvard psychiatrist says, humanity will view alien intelligence like a god. 
And I, I personally don't believe in the gray aliens. What I do believe is that they've been doing some weird genetic manipulation for years and years and years, maybe a couple of decades, and I wouldn't be surprised if they roll something out in front of you one day that is the alien, but it's really just some weird genetic modification. That's what I would expect to see. And the reason why I'm really big on genetic modification as a prophetic potential sign is because it's happened in the past in the days of Noah and there's prophetic uh, conversations about that in books like Second Estrus um, the book of Daniel and so I tend to lean more towards that but it, there obviously obviously there's an, there's some plan of intent to do some type of alien deception. That is without question that they are going to at least attempt this. The Bible talks about how there will be deceptions. Jesus warns about not falling for these false messiahs that are going to come on the scene. And that the deceptions will be so great that if it were possible to deceive the elect, even they would be deceived. The deceptions that are coming are going to be extremely convincing. In fact, after the last three years, there is no doubt in my mind that whatever they roll out on the TV, whatever they push out in front of humanity, regardless of how absurd it is, humanity will line up to take the mark and to worship the beast because humanity has demonstrated over the last three years that just a little bit of pressure and a little bit of fear and they'll do anything. They've, they've clearly got control of the human psyche worldwide. Something is certainly coming. And those who are not, you know, clinging to God, clinging to the truth of his word, who have not fully committed and put their trust in Christ, are going to be deceived. And they're going to go right into the wood chipper. Next headline here. If they are openly admit, this is from, it looks like endtimesheadlines.org. If they are openly admitting that they have recovered non-human bodies from UFOs, what do they pl have planned next? And into the article here it says, so why is this happening? Are they trying to prepare us for something? As I write this, I highly anticipate a testimony from for former intelligence officials. David Grush, I actually don't know who this is, continues to make headlines all over the globe. Basically, he's giving all kinds of testimony, saying that the government has multiple alien craft and remains of aliens and all of this stuff. No question this is going to be pushed out. 
very, very soon. And people will definitely believe it. And I'm sure that whatever they roll out will be very convincing. I've seen humanity fall for much less, haven't we? But here's where I think it's really going. And we're going to get into the two devotionals here. This headline here, Days of Noah. Scientists around the globe conducting horrifying experiments on human cells. This has been going on for decades, splicing genetics, doing all kinds of weird stuff. Who knows what they have done? Let me just read you a little bit of the article here. It says, just because we have the technology to do certain kinds of things does not mean that we should actually be doing them. In theory, science is supposed to be constrained by morality, but in our day and time, just about all constraints have been removed. As a result, mad scientists all over the globe are running wild. In fact, some of them are now conducting extremely grotesque experiments on human cells that are absolutely sickening. For example, one team of scientists in Australia received a giant pile of money so that they can continue to monkey around with ways of merging human brain cells with artificial intelligence. A team of researchers just got a $600,000 grant from Australia's Office of National Intelligence to study ways of merging human brain cells with artificial intelligence. The scientists have already succeeded in creating a semi-biological computer chip with some 800,000 human and mouse brain cells that was able to play a game of Pong. Last year, a research team created a dish brain They've been splicing and doing all this weird stuff for a long time. There's scientists in California, the article goes on to say, creating artificial human eggs. Things are getting weird. One of the predictions that I've been making since I started this is that before it's all said and done, you're going to see non-human humanoids walking around. And it will not be the first time that that's happened in human history. Go read the book of Enoch. Go read Genesis chapter 6. The giants themselves were non-human humanoids. Bible talks about the giants over and over and over. There's skeletal evidence. There's piles and piles and piles of evidence that you, in order to believe that that's not true, you would have to put your head in the sand. You'd have to look away. You'd have to, you'd have to go into fairyland. It's amazing that people will go out of their way to believe nonsense. People believe we actually landed an aircraft on the moon and walked around on it but they don't believe the things that there's hard evidence for that are clearly not deceptions. Let me read you these two devotionals today. So open up your hearts. Again, if you haven't picked this book up, I highly recommend that you do, not just because I've written it, but because I think it will actually speak to you. 
going to read two devotionals out of here. First one is, these are very short, by the way. Genetic Modification and Artificial Intelligence in the Last Days. To some, the idea of genetically modified humans might seem completely outlandish. But to those who have studied in depth the days of Noah and are paying attention to current trends, this has been a long time coming. Our media and technology industries continue to report and boast about developments in genetics. Even more so, they are demonstrating their ability to not only genetically modify humans, but to merge them with artificial intelligence. These are some interesting, albeit scary, times we are living in. I've told my podcast listening audience for years, in your lifetime, you're going to see non-human individuals walking around. I'm referring to people who have either been genetically altered from God's original design or people who have been merged physically with some kind of artificial intelligence. Honestly, we shouldn't be shocked by this concept. After all, we have genetically modified animals, plants, and food, which are now part of our everyday life. It has been this way for many years. In fact, if you're going to try to eat clean, natural, and unaltered non-GMO food here in the United States, then you're going to have to go to a health specialty market, and it's going to be very expensive. Why? Because there just isn't much food left in the food supply which hasn't been tampered with. Not only is society screaming to us this is coming, but the scriptures also tell us to be expecting this. The prophet Daniel, when describing the coming world kingdoms, tells us something very interesting about the last kingdom. Daniel 2, verse 43. And whereas thou saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, I don't know about you, but this sounds a lot like the manipulation of the human being. It could be a form of genetic modification, or maybe the merging of man with artificial intelligence. Either way, Daniel tells us it's not going to go well, and they will not cleave to one another. Another interesting passage which leads to this thinking comes from the Apocrypha, which was included in the King James Bible from 1611 through most of the 1800s before being suspiciously removed. I have an old King James Bible in my library from the 1800s. It once belonged to a church in New York. As did most Bibles from this time, it has the apocryphal text included in it. I am referring to the apocryphal book of Second Esdras, a book filled with very interesting prophetic text. However, there is one particular verse which always jumps out at me and causes me to pause and think. From 2nd Esdras, chapter 5, verse 8. There shall be a confusion, also in many places. And the fire shall be off sent out again, and wild beasts shall change their places, and menstruous women shall bring forth monsters. Also, in 2nd Esdras we read, and the children of a year old shall speak with their voice, and women with child shall bring forth untimely children of three or four months old, and they shall live and be raised up. Women shall bring forth monsters? 
Children will live born in as early as three months and will talk? I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few years or maybe even sooner we see it normalized for parents to have their babies genetically altered before birth. Society may spin it as a good thing and we, in a way for children to be born free of disease. Parents will try to pick what color eyes their child would have had or how tall, intelligent, athletic, or artistic they might be. However, if we take the time to study what happened during the days of Noah, if we study the apocryphal text, then we will see tampering with God's creation leads to horrific events followed by great judgment. I believe genetic modification, artificial intelligence will play a huge role in these last days and we better pay attention to these trends. Not only pay attention, but more importantly, avoid being a part of it. May God give us wisdom and mercy on our, and have mercy on our souls. I've been talking about this stuff for a very long time. In fact, I think I wrote, most of this book was written in 2019. It was published in 2020, but most of it was written long before that. It takes a long time to, to write and then edit and then actually produce a book. I've been talking about this for a long, long time. And now we're just being catapulted into this wild world. It's bizarre. It's strange. I, I'm shocked more and more and more. And all I can say is Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Baruch Baba Shem, Yehovah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Yehovah. Yeshua, the Messiah. Come quickly, Lord. I can see how things can go so sideways that if the Lord does not intervene, there'd be no flesh left. Like, I can see how that's possible. I can, I'm starting to understand why, the, in the book of Revelation, the people that are judged in one of the categories, of the, there's liars, and, but then it says those who destroyed the earth. Astonishing what's happening. Let me read one more devotional to you. This one's just one shorter than the last one about the mark of the beast, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. When it comes to the mark of the beast, described in the book of Revelation, there have been a lot of opinions and thoughts shared by prophecy lovers throughout the ages. It's no different today, and I certainly have some interesting thoughts on the subject, especially considering the world that we are living in today. A world where people at this very moment in history are getting microchips in their hands and soon in their heads. We are told in the book of Revelation, the false prophet will come on the scene and will cause many to make an image to the beast and to worship this image. They will also get his mark in their hands and their foreheads, and without this mark, they cannot buy or sell. Revelation 13, 16-17 And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in the foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he have the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Many, including myself, believe this is likely twofold. 
You have an intelligence to the beast system, and there is a microchip of some sort associated with the mark. I'm sorry, let me read that again. You have an allegiance to the beast system, and there is a microchip of some sort associated with the mark. This mark holds all your financials and maybe even personal information. This makes perfect sense. It is an effective way to control the population if you step out of line. Those in power could simply turn off your accounts via the microchip, making it very difficult for survival. Same goes for those who refuse to take the mark. They would be essentially alienated from society and unable to take part in commerce. Therein lies the temptation. It would be very difficult to refuse the mark when you or the people you love are hungry and in need. We must settle this in our hearts now. Should this time come upon us, we must have already decided no matter what we will not take the mark. The scriptures make it very clear those who take the mark will be lost forever. There will be no salvation, no redemption for those who have worshipped the image of the beast and taken his mark. They will be tormented for all eternity. Revelation 14.11 says this, And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receiveth the mark of his name. Because there is no salvation or mercy found for those who take the mark, I am therefore led to believe there is more than just a chip and an allegiance to the beast system involved. It could be there is also a genetic alteration component to the mark. We know from reading the ancient Dead Sea Scrolls, such as the Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, and others, there was no salvation available for the Nephilim. These Nephilim, or giants, came to be on the earth through an incident where the Watchers, the sons of God, left their heavenly habitation and had sexual relations with earthly women. To understand this more, you need to start by studying Genesis chapter 6, and I would also recommend studying Second Peter in the book of Jude. Jude 1.6 says this, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, hath he reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under judgment of the great day. We are living some very interesting and strange times. It's possible God has chosen us to be the generation who would see these very things develop. But more importantly, see the return of our Messiah and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us not only prepare to meet Him, but let us prepare our hearts and minds to deal with these strange developments which are quickly coming upon the earth. That, my friends, is our study, our conversation for this morning. I pray you've been blessed. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Look up. Stay focused on Him. I think the ride is about to get even wilder than we ever thought possible. But here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Peace and grace be with all of you. Thank you for praying for the podcast. Please be praying for me. And thank you to those of you who support the podcast and make this possible. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.